0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com.
1: Welcome back to Orange Nation. Paulie and Steve with you. It's System of a Down Day. Steve's favorite band. If they come to the amp, are you going to go check them out with me, Steve?
2: I think I'm busy that
1: day. What if I said, hey, I got two tickets to see System of a Down
2: well, if you asked me that yesterday, I would have said, who? Now at least I know that they're a thing. That was spiders. All right. Uh, let's get to our guest line. Bring on our final guest of the day. Voice of the Orange, Matt Park, joining us now. Uh, Matt, always great to talk to you. And- uh, what a win last night. We, we've we talked a lot about this team over the course of the last several weeks, right? That they just couldn't make that one play down the stretch to get over the hump. They did so last night. I mean, you watch every game up close and personal. What, seemed, what, what has changed with this team over the course of the last, let's say, the last month or so?
0: Well, I think mean, it's just really the natural progression. I think it took them a little while to figure out uh, how some of the minutes would be allocated. You didn't know right from the start that – Malik Brown, as an example, would be as impactful a player. You have had to sort of figure it out with the other forward position that's kind of gone through a little bit of a rotation. And then, you know, the three people that we knew coming in, you had a pretty good chance to count on, certainly two, and the seniors, Joe Girard and Jesse Edwards, they've been remarkably consistent. They both had a little bit of down patch uh, here or there, but for the most part, they've answered the bell every game and Judah Mintz has been awesome and we're watching him uh, get better and better by the game. So uh, I think that's kind of what's happening. And then, you know, if if you're desiring to see them get in the tournament, as we all are, uh, you know, is there enough runway left in the season for that all to happen with the maturation of the team?
2: You know, you just brought up the name Judah Mintz, and it's, it's been impressive to watch his maturity over the course. You know, he's he's grown, I think, in that area over the course of the season. And, you know, it, he was he made some mistakes, right, down the stretch of some games. And, and I think he's learned from that. And I, I like the fact, Matt, that, that he still wants the ball in his hands, that, you know, he had a, a couple games go against him in, in crunch time situations, and, and we see him keep coming back for more, right? And I think that his decision-making has gotten better. Last night, nine assists. 20 points made his free throws only had one turnover um, I guess could you speak to his uh, his growth i guess as a player over the course of, of this season and you know where he was when he started we knew he was talented but he's I think he's kind of figuring out you know when to go when to set up guys he, he's kind of figured it out as this season has progressed
0: yeah I think it's really acclimation to this level. Uh, everybody knows that he's extremely talented. He's been around the highest level of high school and, you know, AAU type basketball, um, you know, in, in these recent years, everybody knows that he's a star and was highly recruited and bounced among a couple of different schools that he was considering at the end, uh, including Pittsburgh, of course, and, and uh, winds up here. And it takes a little while, you know, because I was thinking about it listening to you guys earlier in this show. It's like, Well, what did he learn exactly? I mean, I suppose all along, you know, when we were growing up, you don't think about it now, but you had to learn that the stove is hot and not to touch it. Well, he had to learn, yeah, turnover with a minute to go on the road against a good team like Miami is not going to be good for you. And uh, apparently he needed that to be experienced. And uh, as time has gone on here, he's been, a little more prudent. I think he knows when to uh, put the accelerator down. He clearly could do on the court just about anything he wants to do. He's not a great uh, standstill jump shooter. You'd love to get him, uh, even though Chris Bell's been struggling, that's Chris Bell's one strength, right? You'd, you'd love to uh, kind of combine the two there. But uh, I do think you're just seeing a guy get better in time. It, it's hard to be a freshman point guard at, At the college level, we've been blessed here at Syracuse to see Johnny Flynn and Tyler Ennis and people like that uh, as young players, inexperienced players, if you want to throw in a Michael Carter Williams, that have been really good early in their career. That's more the exception than the rule. And and Judas, another one of those exceptions uh, where he's showing his polish as uh, time goes on here.
2: You know, Paulie brought up the point earlier in the show about the the starting five. You know, we saw all five guys in double figures, and and there wasn't much from the bench. Right? Benny played three minutes. Justin six. Imer had four. Um, and Paulie said, "You, yeah, I wonder if this is going to be what we see from from here on out." Do you think it was a case last night of you know the the forwards in particular were playing well, so they stayed out there, or do you get the sense that this is going to be you know a heavy workload for those five guys, and you know you'll see Benny and Justin kind of here and there the rest of the way.
0: Uh. I do think it was closer to the first one. Um, I'm the last person to ask. I'm not one of these people that cares that much about the bench. You know, I, I know that's a pastime uh, time around here is to call in and you know why didn't this guy play or that guy play? The better players, the more effective players at the time, they're in the game. And you know, yeah, could Munir Hema given one or two minutes to uh, maybe spare Jesse or give him a little bit of a breather here or there? Yes, but uh, you know Jesse got played really well. You're going to need him on the floor. Uh, the fact that he played in a game where he had no foul trouble, basically, and his counterpart fouled out, I think, is really significant. That that to me is more important than the fact that it was uh, literally a 40-minute game for Jesse, who who made a lot of the the most you know game-winning plays in the game. Uh, I do think it's possible that the next game Chris Bell doesn't as well, and Justin Taylor does. Um, I do think, you know, they'll tighten things up. That's the natural progression of the season. It might be a different guy. But uh, to me, you know, if the starters are playing the bulk of the minutes, that's the way it should be.
2: In terms of what's next, uh, it's Duke Saturday, and uh, the fact that Syracuse has reeled off three in a row, it it does make this feel anyway like it's a, it's an even bigger game, and Dickie V's coming to town, and ESPN, and and so on and so forth. Uh, what stands out to you about this this Duke team? That again, they're they're not the Duke that we're used to. They're they're a young team trying to figure it out as well, but they are still nine and six in conference play, and they're deadlocked with Syracuse right now in the standings.
0: Yeah, it's a young team with a young coach. I think that's what's really been interesting. They've had those couple of losses, Virginia, Virginia Tech, where uh, they had calls go against them late in the game that you wonder if that's the case if Mike Krzyzewski's on the sideline. It's just the human nature of officiating and, and uh, how that comes to be. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing these people in, in person. Philipowski uh, obviously is uh, highly touted and has been very effective. He's been right up there with Judah Minch for the Rookie of the Week uh, honors and, and that kind of thing, and he led their game last night against uh, Notre Dame in a win. We do know Jeremy Roach, to, to g Max point a few minutes ago, uh, Roach was kind of a role player behind you know, the superstars types that were ahead of him, but he's very capable. He's played, played very well against Syracuse over the years, and so you'd expect that uh, that would be one of their leading punches uh, coming into this game. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, it's a home Saturday game. It'll be the biggest crowd of the year. Uh, We haven't had much of that this year, but, you know, because the team went, uh, you know, 16 and 17 last year, you didn't really get a very advantageous schedule this year. There's only three home Saturdays. One of those was New Year's Eve, and uh, so we haven't had the opportunity to really uh, build up to a big game, And, and this is the first taste of it, but the Wake Forest game will be big as
1: you know, Matt, you sent me something here that looks really cool, and uh, coming. Everybody's got great stories from the 20 years ago oh, wow. when Syracuse won the national championship, but uh, there's something called "Relive the Moment" coming up on March 3rd. And you want to tell everybody a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's funny talking to uh, Eric who Did the Florida State game with us, and we just kind of chatting on the plane on the way down, and and I was kind of uh, writing a piece for that event, uh, thinking back about the 0-3 season and. Uh, you'll remember this, probably. I believe it was your last flight, right? The, uh, the trip to Michigan State in '03, uh, And that Eric Evendorf was a fan at that game, or I guess a Michigan State recruit at that time, and he decommitted uh, off of that game and then uh, eventually obviously committed to Syracuse. Um, one of the neat things when you just think about memories from the season. But no, on uh, Friday night, March 3rd, we're going to have an event that is in essence a watch party watching the uh, championship game over again, but in a way that you never have before. Uh, we're expecting the whole team back, and it will be a New Orleans-themed event, New Orleans food, New Orleans music, and, uh, and then a night uh, to watch the game and get reaction and interact with the guys as a tip-off to a big weekend where Jerry McNamara and Hakeem Oreck will be honored, and, uh, so that's kind of, uh, this event is sort of setting the stage for that. The, the O3 championship team will be honored, um, during the game the next day. And so, uh, this should be a lot of fun to, to kind of get that group back and, and, on the stage and the events at the, uh, NVRC auditorium, the national uh, veterans resource center, which is across the street from Newhouse on campus. And it's the newest building on campus. And the auditorium is just jaw dropping. It's, it's beautiful. And, tremendous facility so it's a very intimate kind of gathering there's only something like 700 seats but um we're hoping to sort of recreate the superdome kind of atmosphere and uh, should be a great time and a lot of fun
1: if you need an and one i'm available
0: <laughs> okay but i'll be a little busy but if you, you want to hide uh you know behind the podium you can do that he just <laughs>
1: wants some food and uh, and and chat it up with the players i want to be able to remember what New Orleans is a light because I
2: don't remember a thing
0: of my original <laughs> yeah. trip down there. Uh, Amen to that. <laughs> Matt, how
2: can, uh, how can people get tickets to that event?
0: That is uh, the QC Athletics Fund. I should have a better answer to that, uh, Steve, but uh, I know there's been an email that's gone around to season ticket holders and the, the thing I was just trying to do was kind of uh, just call a little attention to it because I think everybody gets a million emails and, and maybe uh, you didn't uh, pay attention to it, but uh it's, uh, I just say go to Cuse, uh, call your Cuse Athletics Fund representative if you can. Check your email, go to Cuse.com, send me an email if you're interested. We'll make it happen. Somebody someone wants to get there, we'll make it happen.
2: All right. I mean, it sounds like a, a great event. Uh, who you know, it, it, A lot of people are going to want to go to that. Matt, uh, as always, uh, appreciate the time, and, uh, and we'll see you inside the Dome on Saturday.
0: Okay, sounds good, guys. Thank you.
2: All right, there he is. Voice of the Orange, Matt Park, against 6 o'clock tip. Uh, Saturday inside the Dome against uh, against Duke. Someday
1: I'll do a Pauly's Bizarre Stories yeah. on the road. I just, uh, for one day in New Orleans, final four down there, first day there, knock on my hotel room door. Know who it is? Carmelo Anthony. Really? Doesn't know whose room he's knocking on. He just knows we have the floor. I must have been the first room next to his. Who was he looking for? Toothpaste. Oh. I forgot toothpaste. Do you have some toothpaste I could borrow? (laughs) Yes. So I let Carmelo Anthony borrow toothpaste at the final four. You should tell that story at the event.
2: I don't think I'm invited.
1: No. No, I don't. I don't. You were there. You were part of the memories. You had your own memories. You have that memory. I also have the Matt Gorman handing me a basketball when we're right after the national championship. We're walking down Bourbon Street and telling me to sign it. So somebody, somebody has a, an autographed Poly Sebelia National Championship basketball. How about that? One of one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is signed by the whole team and then just
2: and one a random
1: <laughs> poly Sebelia. That's really cool.
2: You should try to figure out how to get your hands on that. I don't
1: know. It was in New Orleans. Like, you it, don't know who it was it for? It may not even been a Syracuse fan. It's probably oh. been sold on eBay five times. I thought maybe it was like
2: somebody Matt Gorman knew, a friend or something. No, they were, uh, it was.
1: we. I don't know why I was with Jerry and Matt Gorman after the game, and they both signed it, and he handed it to me. He goes, Hey, he's one of the walk ons. And I signed <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: That's great. That is great. Uh, all right. Full lines open the rest of the way 315 437 7644. We are back after this on ESPN Radio.